What's going on, everyone? It's Jason Frosto for the Tennis Unleashed podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how mandates come 2022 for the Australian Open could affect Novak Djokovic's ability to go after his 21st Grand Slam title. This also obviously affects and impacts a lot of other players as well. So we're going to talk about that in this episode. So what we know so far is that Australia's Victoria State has passed a mandate that includes professional athletes in a group that will have to have vaccination by the end of November. Now, I would assume for professional tennis players, they can go a little bit longer than that, right? Maybe they could get it in December, right before the Australian Open, but there is a mandate in effect that should affect the Australian Open at this point. And what that's gonna do is affect possibly the top five players in the world on the ATP Tour. When we look at the current ATP rankings, right, we've got Djokovic at number one, Daniil Medvedev at number two, Stefano Tsitsipas at number three in the world, Zverev at number four, and Rublev at number five in the current rankings. Of those players, from what I've gathered, you know, online and different sources of information, the top five players on the ATP Tour are currently not vaccinated at this point before the Australian Open. Tsitsipas has been quoted as saying that if the Tour requires the vaccination, he would be willing to go forward at that point. If he had to have it to play, he'd actually take it at that point if it was required to play on the tour. But other than that, you've got four other players in the top five right now that will not be able to compete at one of the four biggest Grand Slams of the year that would have a huge impact, in my opinion, probably on fan attendance if they allow fan attendance at the event based on where Australia is at with their policies. Also, just viewership on TV, online, definitely going to be declines in viewership if the best players in the world, the top five, are missing from that event, right? We've got some quotes from Matteo Berrettini saying that he has done the right thing, that he wears a mask all the time, and that he has been vaccinated. Nadal has also been quoted that, you know, it's responsible for everyone in society to be vaccinated, and that he has been vaccinated at this point to do the right thing. So, You have players outside of the top five that have done it or are pro-vaccine. There's also numbers from the ATP Tour showing that over 50% of players on the tour have been vaccinated at this point as well. But if your top players are not vaccinated, that will certainly impact interest from viewers in the event overall, not to mention the whole factor of Djokovic possibly going for his 21st Grand Slam win. So that kind of brings us to a really interesting point in this discussion right off the bat is... Was Djokovic's last chance to get his 21st Grand Slam at the U.S. Open in 2021? And by coming up short there, is he not going to have the opportunity to go for that 21st Grand Slam win at any of the Grand Slams coming up here in 2022? We don't know. It depends, you know, what happens with the French Open. It depends what happens with Wimbledon and what happens with the U.S. Open in 2022. Also, if Djokovic can't play at the Australian Open because he decides not to get vaccinated at this point, all his points from last year's Australian Open will drop off of his ranking, and his ranking is going to start to slip if he doesn't play the event as well, right? It's going to start to push him back in the ranking. So that means he's going to have tougher draws at events if there's a mandate in Australia, if there's a mandate at the French Open, You know, as these dominoes continue to fall, if that happens, his ranking is going to decline and he's going to have really tough draws going into these events. So the deck will certainly start to get stacked against Djokovic if he's unable to play these events because he's not getting vaccinated and his ranking starts to go in the opposite direction. Right now, he's still currently the number one player in the world. But again, we've got the number two, three, four and five players all sitting there in the rankings 
that, to my knowledge, have yet to be vaccinated. So they may not be able to play the Australian Open at all. That will affect all of their rankings. And suddenly they're going to slide down and other players are going to start to come up. We'll kind of see what happens with all of these players as time goes on. And you might say at this point, well, why are players still not wanting to get the vaccine at this point, right? Well, I'm sure one thing that all pro players on the WTA tour or the ATP tour have heard about at this point is some of the struggles that Jeremy Shardy has had post-vaccination, how he's been unable to train shortly after the U.S. Open and has taken his season for the rest of 2021 and has decided to close down his season for the rest of the year, right? So he's not going to play any more events in 2021, said he's unable to train and compete the way he needs to to prepare properly for events. And Shardy is a player that got ranked as high as 25 in the world at one point and also currently, I think, is around 73 in the world. So he's still a very active tour player. He was a quarterfinalist at the Olympics here in 2021 in the summer. Quarterfinalist at the Olympics, had a very good event there, played the first round of the U.S. Open this year and lost in the first round to Berrettini, who had a deep run losing to Djokovic right later on in the event. And Shardy's quote states, since I got my vaccine between the Olympics and the U.S. Open, I have a problem. I have a series of problems. As a result, I can't train. I can't play. I prefer to take more time to heal myself and be sure that in the future, I won't have any problems, Shardy told Le Queep. So he's having some issues. He's unable to train. I don't know if it's endurance issues, breathing issues. Who knows what the specific issues are? He hasn't seemed to really go into the exact specifics of the health issues that he's having, and he hasn't elaborated on it since, but he is not playing at Indian Wells, which he would have been a main draw player for, and that's a pretty big and significant event. He didn't play in San Diego. He has put his season to a halt, and he's hoping to come back in 2022. He will be available, obviously, and eligible to play at the Australian Open if that mandate is in effect because he has been fully vaccinated. So it's a really interesting issue. I'm not sure if any other players have had any issues on the tour and just aren't saying anything right. They might be a little bit afraid to speak up if they have had issues or they haven't. But if you're a player on the tour and you're perfectly healthy like these guys and girls are, they're super fit athletes, right? They're endurance-based and explosive-based athletes. It's really a mix of both. And they're all healthy people for the most part. you think they'd be very healthy. So they're not as susceptible, obviously, in society as everyone else who's not in this world-class condition, right? World-class athletes, world-class physical condition, the ability to endure long tennis matches up to five hours in length. Most people just simply can't do that to begin with, right? That's something you have to train to do. If you look at Djokovic as an example, right? He took a lot of flack last year on the Adria tour that they had going on, and he did catch coronavirus at that point, right? He was infected. He was able to recover. He won three Grand Slams post that, right, in 2021, and was able to get close to breaking the Grand Slam record after having been infected. But again, you're talking about somebody who's a peak athlete in amazing condition, world-class condition and shape. So it's going to be really interesting if you kind of look at it from Djokovic's perspective. His current net worth is estimated to be around $220 million, right? So money is certainly not the motivator for Djokovic at this point. It's simply about trying to break that record of 20 grand slams and get to 21. And it's going to be really interesting to see if he's willing to get vaccinated to give himself a chance to break that record of 20 grand slams, right? So we've got Federer at 20 right now. We've got Nadal at 20 and Djokovic at 20. And Novak has been playing unbelievable tennis, minus that U.S. Open final where Medvedev played great tennis. 
to make sure he didn't get to 21 slams, but he's been playing amazing tennis. Is he going to get the vaccination to give himself a chance to go after his 21st Grand Slam title? That is really the big question. I think he's taken a pretty firm stance on it that he's not going to do that. And the flip side of this is that Nadal has come out and said that everybody should do the right thing and get vaccinated. So I'm going to assume that Rafa is fully vaccinated at this point. And we know he's out right now with some injury issues. However, he should be eligible for the 2022 Australian Open as well as the 2022 French Open if there happens to be a mandate for that event. And you'd think he would be the absolute odds-on favorite for the French Open, especially if the top five players in the world are missing from the event because they won't play, right? So Rafa's odds of collecting his 21st Grand Slam title go up dramatically at this Australian Open and potentially the French Open or even Wimbledon if he was to play Wimbledon as well, based on if mandates are in effect for those events or not. We won't know, right? For the U.S. Open this year, I think a few days before the event started, they mandated that everyone in attendance had to be vaccinated, right? So that passed and that went through. So anybody attending the event had to be vaccinated, but they gave a pass to, I believe, all players, coaches, and anybody in those teams, right? So they didn't have to be vaccinated to play the 2021 U.S. Open. So it's going to be really interesting to see if Nadal can collect his 21st slam possibly at this Australian Open, especially if Djokovic and these other guys skip the event. Nadal would have a very, very good chance to win his 21st major and have an even bigger stake on being proclaimed the best player of all time just simply by Grand Slam count, right? So really interesting things are kind of coming ahead with possible mandates in different areas, how this is going to affect not only who shows up to events, but also affect who's able to win those events, how we look at history, right, as far as who has the most titles and these different things. These things, these numbers could be skewed just based on players not playing based on medical mandates that could be in place. So we have so many interesting things that are taking place that literally have the ability to change the shape and scope of history, right? How we look at things 20, 30, or 40 years from now are getting changed right now as we speak based on players' decisions to either get vaccinated or not get vaccinated, right? And at this point, it looks like the top five players in the world have not been vaccinated. And of those players, it seems clear that maybe Sitsipas might be the only one that's willing to do it to play the Australian Open in 2022. So really interesting things ahead again in tennis. We've got Indian Wells going on right now as I'm recording this podcast, and the event looks to be going very well. Djokovic, though, is not playing that event. So a little bit of star power lost there, but a lot of other great players that are playing the event, including Rublev, Medvedev, right, Tsitsipas, all in action in the last 24 hours. So really strong event out at Indian Wells, but it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with these mandates moving forward starting in 2022 and how that affects rankings, titles, and how we look at tennis history in the future. All right, so that wraps it up for this episode of the Tennis Unleashed podcast. I hope you found this interesting and informative. Make sure you check out the best free online tennis instruction in the world at tennisunleashed.net. We've got a pretty big presence on YouTube, so check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel there to see the best free online tennis instruction in the world. I'm Jason Frosto for the TennisLeash.net podcast. I'll see you next time.